This episode of the Quick Pop Podcast is fueled by Balls Garana Soda. Balls Garana is a highly caffeinated premium soda that is infused with the natural Garana berry for an incredible taste and a super caffeinated kick. Balls has fueled the days and nights of gamers and wrestling fans alike for over 25 years. Balls Garana is available in seven amazing flavors, including Balls Original Soda, Cherry, Root Beer, Orange, Ginger Ale, Cherry Cola, and Balls Zero Sugar. Flavors are offered in the iconic 10-ounce Bumpy Bottle or the sleek 16-ounce can. For a limited time, Balls will offer listeners free shipping on your next order when you purchase at www.balls.com. Use code QUICKPOP at checkout to receive free shipping on your order. You are now entering another dimension. A dimension of sound, not sight. A dimension of demon mask, dead men, beer-swilling rednecks, men in brightly clad t-shirts that scream hustle, loyalty, and respect. What's that on your right? It's raunchy Ron fantasy booking while eating beans. To your left, it is Ace screaming how his fantasy teams are not working out this year. And Jake, still determined to yell that he is better than you at life just because he can pick fake fights that are predetermined. You are now entering the Quick Pop Podcast. Do this by myself. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was um, apparently me and Ace attempting to do the music first time ever. Uh, be kind in the replies. Uh, you said you said doing this by myself. I was like, oh man, the homie's by himself. I can't leave the <laughs> homie by himself. He always he's always I, does this two times. Two I bad. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, as I said in the cold open, guys, uh, this is the Quick Pop Podcast. Uh, that is we need to talk about that. Cold that open. is Ace. I am Jake. Uh, Ron is the invisible man in the corner staring at you very awkwardly because he is not here. Yeah, I don't know what he's got going on, but I also know that last week he had to dip suddenly. And so uh, I think he's it's holidays. You know, we, we pretty much just accept that it's holidays at this holidays point. at this point. Um, you're right. Um, yeah. Welcome to the Quick Pop Podcast. Uh, it's a very loosey-goosey, we have no idea what we're doing uh, episode of the Quick Pop Podcast because the year's almost up. Yeah. I, I think they got an idea that it's going to be one of those episodes with the uh, Twilight Zone opening. Oh, one of those episodes. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's 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 run down those points as we are doing. So so uh, uh, the uh, the Ron thing. Yeah, that's that's pretty Fancy working while uh, eating beans. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, the the ace thing also horribly accurate. I I will speak on that in a second, yeah. but but uh you you pick you were saying like picking fake stuff that's been predetermined. So at first I thought you were talking about the fact that you are the world division uh champ uh in the fantasy league, but then you said like, you know, that's predetermined. So you were talking about uh wrestling. 
I believe I am the current champ, oh, no, sir. No, you are. What I was saying was, is that I'm screaming that I'm better than you, even though all I'm doing is these things. It was, it was a cut down to me, like, about the rest, is that I'm screaming okay. that I'm better than everyone else because I'm, I'm picking predetermined things, such as I, fantasy sports or uh, wrestling. Okay, because uh, I, was, I was, like, self-checking in my head. I'm like, no, that's right, that's right. But all I heard was, like, uh picking like picking well and like i said i thought you were talking about football and i was like yeah you did pick well and then you said the predetermined i was like no you didn't i perfected it you are the uh, champ and i did lose at fantasy football this week and uh, it doesn't matter sir you are the division champ i am i I wonder (laughs) what are you like 11 and 2 or something uh, i think i'm i think i'm nine and three i want to say i know you're no, yeah, it's Stu that's 11. Yeah. Stu's yeah. had like he, just a dude, run. He's killing. He's killing. But I'm just laughing that I am, I've won our division. I am second in the league. And I am probably the guy that knows the least about football out of everyone. I'm, I'm going to tell you, very impressed. Wait, no, I, I am too. In all honesty, I expected to get murdered. I had played fantasy football two or three times before in a league, but it was like almost seven years ago. So like I I I don't I don't know nothing about football. I put my head in and watch some, but uh, yeah, you're you're nine and five. Uh, I knew I was nine and something. And probably after after with yesterday. me and Ron, I think we're only right now after studying our lineups, we're only like two points different. So like uh, it's it's going to be anyone's game. Yeah, I have a really weird kind of feeling with this week's because like I need to win so i can make playoffs uh but it feels weird going against someone who has no hope of making the playoffs you know what i mean like it's one of those you you want to be in a in a situation where it's like uh, if i win i go and if you win you go if if i win i go but if uh easy wins we just we both just don't go so it's it's very strange to me yeah i don't have that problem (laughs) Yeah, you really don't. Number number two, nine and five but leader. Of the, the only thing is, to be honest, to be honest, I am limping into the playoffs because I uh, I lost last week. I may lose to Ron this week, and I have like two wide receivers that are just like, you know what? We forgot how to catch. Hey, it's okay. At least your quarterback didn't break his effing throwing hand finger. This is true. This is true. Unlike Herbert, who here I am trying to clinch playoffs, and I'm now having to waiver claim like a, a quarterback and be like, "Please don't suck, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it." I just competency. I'll, I'm all I'm asking for competency. Yeah, you won't find that here. Not at the Quick Pop Podcast. Not at the Quick Pop Podcast, and definitely not in the NFL of 2023. <sighs> all right, Ace. But regardless, let's have, let's have a wrestling podcast, say, even though... Uh, we, we don't have much people, but we will have a wrestling podcast. Ace, right off the bat, I want to hit you up with a fun question I was thinking of. Uh, I love fun you know questions. Me. That you, you know me, of. I like to uh, fantasy book and stuff. So, no, not right you. now, we are on the road to WrestleMania. Sort, sort of. of. Technically, I think Royal Rumble is considered the true like start of the road. Listen, we are on the bypass to get onto the interstate that is uh, the road to wrestlemania so like we're, we're you can see the exit yes, to wrestlemania correct 
So, um, we everyone seems pretty confident that they are leading to Cody and Roman and Punk and Seth. It's got to be Cody Roman, right? Yeah. Like, we've got to get, you know, Cody and Roman to electric actual boogaloo. A hundred percent. It has to be that. I... I have a theory that Cody's going to lose the rumble and then have to go through elimination chamber to get to Roman because. And I, I, I remember you saying that. And I was like, Oh no, that can get behind Well, that. Just because the whole Cody story has been one of overturn, uh, overcoming all these obstacles and stuff. So I just think losing the rumble will be the last obstacle for him to overcome, but I may be. And then he's like, well, he'll have like a Seth Rollins thing of like, Desperately trying to punch his ticket to yes, Mania. but not just punch his ticket to Mania, punch his ticket to Roman. Uh, well, yeah, he really specifically wants Roman, but I just mean like if he can if he can get to Mania, yeah. like that that's who he's basically guaranteed to face. And so it's one of those like I just got to get there because it's for sure going to be this guy. So my question is this: um, those two matches are two matches people think are set in stone. Yeah, what are matches? That not that you want, but that you think will happen at WrestleMania 40. Will happen? Yes, because I have I have one in my head that I think is a good one. Um Okay. Um hmm. gosh, when you think about the big two, you don't not sure. I I'll say this. Uh I would like to see the new day make a come. No, I, the point is it's supposed to be what will, not what you want. Hmm. We, we, Past, say we, yours. While we I think all want about the it. new day. Okay, mine is. I think Logan Paul will defend and lose his United States Championship at WrestleMania 40 to LA Knight. Ooh, see, I wanted to say Logan Paul, but I was sitting here going like, who would he go? Because like. Right now, Logan, like right now, Logan Paul himself is just kind of in a weird place. They don't know what to do with him because they made him cocky heel champ. They had him go over Rey Mysterio, and now it's just like, well, right, doing, I guess just go be cocky yeah, heel. They're champ. doing that tournament thing. I, I think they're setting up Kevin Owens to win it to do him and Kevin Owens maybe at Rumble. Uh, yeah, since they both like to punch. Yeah, they both like to punch, man. Um, but, but yeah, no, like I think it's WrestleMania 40 and, um, historically WWE loves to not just do big shifting changes on the 10, such as Cody beating Roman, uh, but also yeah. to like give something to a new upcoming star to uh, signify this is one of our next guys. They did it at WrestleMania 20 when John Cena beat the big show for the U.S. title. And I think the way that they have been setting up L.A. Knight is kind of on the same trajectory of what Cena was on. So I think they're going to give him the U.S. title so that he doesn't have a heavyweight title, but we put a championship on L.A. Knight to let everyone know that, hey, this is this guy's a big deal. We're going to treat him like a big deal. He's a champion. Um, so that way, all his fans and people cheering for him get to see him as a champion without having to derail Cody or any plans they have with the world title. Uh, you know what? I can get behind that. And 
if I had to like if I had to pick a mid card title for him to go for the U.S. title seems like a good one for him to go. Yeah, because like the Intercontinental title, uh, Gunther has brought it back to prominence in big ways, but the U.S. title has kind of been it. It, it has really depends. For a long time, it just wasn't defended. Yeah. Like the U.S. title is kind of to me here lately become the title that's like, oh, who's the champion? Oh, him. Okay, I don't care about it. Or oh, him. Okay, I care about. It. You know, like it just it doesn't feel prestigious. It just feels like depending who the champion is is whether or not you care about it. And I think Logan Paul is going to make it to where it's a title that you want the champion to lose. You know, you want somebody to dethrone him. And I think LA Knight is the perfect guy. To just throw him the guy. Well, you know how to, to you had to fix the U.S. title, right? How's that? You put a spinner on it. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> it worked the last hey, time. Hey, so we were having a nice podcast. Why, why would you win it with that garbage title? Because it worked last time. No, it didn't. It never worked. It never should have been. Not true. Cena and JBL with that title was top tier. Uh... Oh, what tier you're talking about? About uh, we need to make a new tier maker so I can show you how many levels there are to this between that title and anything good. Don't you dare besmirch. Uh, I don't know. A spinner. I don't know. I, that's as far as I spinner. got. Spinner. <laughs> you not? <laughs> you, you should have said. Don't you dare disperse the United States of America, Jacob? Are you a yeah. patriot or not? Do you hate America? Yeah, see, that's what you should have went with it. But you didn't. So moving on, um, another match that I think could happen at WrestleMania is uh, finally getting the Battle of the Usos, Jimmy versus Jay. See, I thought that, but uh, I also feel like they're kind of pushing this like Randy Orton uh, taking down the bloodline thing. And so I wonder how that will play in, if they'll like shoot that early or if they'll stretch it to me. See, I think Orton will get a shot at Roman at Rumble or Elimination Chamber, one of the two, depending. I, I would assume Roman would be at Rumble, so I would assume it'd be at Rumble. Um, but I think he's going to get a shot ahead of Mania. But after after that, I I don't know where they're going to go with Orton. Um, yeah, because like, he'll be on SmackDown. If, 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 the, if they do what I said, and you have LA Knight and Logan Paul... Uh, I mean, I don't know where where there is to go with Randy, except for maybe him and Kevin Owens, maybe. Um, maybe maybe you get Randy in a feud with, like, uh, Grayson Waller. and. Uh, I mean, it's possible, but, I mean, it's very much writing on the wall that he wants to take down the bloodline because the bloodline took down yeah. him. Yeah, that's the reason I said, like, that I think is going to be Royal Rumble or, or Elimination Chamber, one of the two. Um the thing for that the thing for that though is like if it's royal rumble i feel like we should see those seeds earlier what the only thing i could think is uh and here's here's how i picture it uh elimination chamber you got all the various people in you know cody whatnot uh roman gets solo into the cage to be his like oh to stop back up his to stop cody and either Randy is also in it or uh, Randy like gets in to cost uh, to cost solo. I mean, possibly, possibly. 
just to pave the way. I just think Randy's going one on one with Roman at either Chamber or uh, Rumble. Yeah, I could see I could see either of those. I just meant like that would be a good way to include him oh, I, I, without I feeling you. like you break that would be a way to include him without breaking the the Cody and Roman plans. You could have him be the reason, you know, that like screws over the bloodline of like, well, if I can't have you, you know, I'll make sure he does. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Because it would just be another thing of like Roman's past misdeeds coming back to uh bite him it'd, be, it'd just be like the slow building of karma crumbling around roman yeah okay okay i could see that i could see that i mean i think wrestlemania 40 this year would be really good oh another match i'd like to see is gunther and uh lesnar i thought about gunther and i couldn't i couldn't pinpoint or nail down who I wanted him to go See, against. See, here's the thing. Is I want him to go against Lesnar, right? But I only want him to go against Lesnar if he's not Intercontinental Champion. I don't want Lesnar Gunther for the Intercontinental title. Um, because if it's not uh, Lesnar, then I think there's a bunch of interesting people to take that title off of him. You could have yeah. him and Jey Uso and have Jey Uso take the title off of him if we're not doing Uso, Battle of the Usos. Um, you could have Sami Zayn come back and Sami Zayn takes the title off Gunther because that would be an amazing match. Um, you could finally have Chad Gable win it at WrestleMania um, against Gunther and do their third match, I would believe it would be. Um, I, think there's, I, I, I think there's a lot of fun possibilities at mania to do with gunther the thing with gunther is you want to you want to give him someone that you also feel like you can get behind yes like you don't want to just like feed someone to gunther if if gunther's going to go against somebody it needs to be like you know for us being able to go ooh maybe he See, can do it I, maybe I think what would be actually interesting is if you do let Jay Uso beat Gunther like on a Raw or Elimination Chamber or something, you know. And then yeah. to start the Battle of the Usos, Jimmy jumps, or, or, like doesn't jump over to Raw, but like shows up on Raw because he's trying so hard to be the Tribal Chief, and now his brother has a singles title and he doesn't, and his jealousy just overflows. And then now you have the Usos for the Intercontinental Title. And then you can have Lesnar show up and still do Gunther uh, Lesnar. And then because I think Jay would be a perfect guy to take off Gunther. He's super hot right now. He's mega over an intercontinental title. Oh, yeah. Main event Jay. And the intercontinental title would be the perfect title for him because Raw has built that up to where it's like, hey, the intercontinental title isn't on the regular pay-per-views. It's only on the big four, but it main events Raw all the time. And since he's main event Jay, he'd be main eventing Raw all the time. Yeah. So uh, I I think something like that could really work. I can get behind that for sure. Okay, Ace. Now this one is a little less fun and just more serious. Um. So as of right now, I don't know. Ace, do you have the internet? Do you go on the internet? Uh. What is the internet? Okay, well, it's this uh, box or screen that you go to, and it tells you things, and mainly tells you that your opinions are stupid and you suck. Oh, I thought that was just... No, 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 that's the internet. 
Um, so, Man, the internet's just like if you've life. been on the internet anytime recently, I think you've noticed a, a shift in the wrestling community to where all of the sudden WWE is the greatest wrestling promotion to ever wrestle. And AEW is a stupid, dumb, dumb ninny head, and you're stupid for liking it. I've seen that. So my question to you is, because um, if anyone listens to this podcast, they know uh, your Wednesday nights are booked. So you are not able to watch Dynamite live. Um, so so you are, for the most part, we would say a casual AEW viewer because you're not able to watch it on the regular. Right, as right. someone that is not like a diehard AEW uh, viewer, let me ask you this. What do you think or what would you like them to do to make it a better viewing experience for you? What do you think AEW needs to do to turn this around and to turn the 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 what should I say the, the vantage point of them, like how they are viewed around? Uh, first, Tony Khan needs to stay on Twitter. Oh, you know um, what? That's fair. Um, I, I, okay. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. AEW could vastly improve if they quit giving the tribalist wrestling fans of the world a platform, and they will continue to constantly give them a platform. As long as they like keep perpetuating this, it's us versus them mentality of pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, like I listen. We taught me and Ron, like in our uh, town hall little thing last week, we uh, discussed it that I believe tribalism is good in wrestling when it is a competitive thing. You know, when it is a we're doing this to be better than them, or you know, you always want to be better than your competition. Um, but it is yeah. a point where the tribalism starts to hurt. Um, yeah, but no, I, I agree with you. I think, I mean, listen, when Tony Khan goes and does an interview, you know, it's an interview. You're going to get asked questions. That's fine. But I do agree. I think he has made himself too available on Twitter. And I think he has sometimes responded too much on Twitter. It's Donald Trump syndrome. It's it's yeah. you're on there too much. You're you're trying to let everyone in on every decision. So like somebody says and you're like, no, no, it's not that. It was this. This was the thing I was doing. It's like you don't you don't have to correct them. Let people speculate. Let people talk. They're going to do it anyway. So just you don't have to go on there and correct people, Tony. Um, so yeah, I agree with you on that. I for me, I really wish. Because I think one of the problems AEW has is they have a lot of people and only so much show, and they're trying to be more early ROH, New Japan. It's crazy, though, that you say that because they have three shows. Well, I I know, I know. But they, uh, but still, it, what I'm saying about time is so. They, they, they're getting the people on the show, but the way that they are presenting it is early ROH, New Japanish, where it's like the matches speak for themselves, you know, and kind of like the storylines almost come out of the matches. And I'm not saying I don't like that. I do. But to me, the best thing in AEW 
And the best thing going this year has been the Better Than You Baby storyline, and which uh, which is with MJF and Adam Cole, and then uh, the subsequent Devil stuff, the Devil Mask character that has spawned from it. And I think that has been one of the most compelling storylines in wrestling. But the problem is, is some of the uh, like other characters in AEW are just in matches. I think AEW would really benefit from having Dynamite and Rampage record on the same night. Have um, ROH and Collision record on the same night and completely separate the roster. Like, you can only see Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson on uh, Collision. You have to go to Collision. You have to tune in Saturday nights. That's the only place you'll see him. The only place you'll see Kenny Omega is on Dynamite. You have to tune in Wednesdays. You have to go to a live show Wednesday. And I think by splitting the roster that way, some of these people that aren't getting a lot of time on TV potentially could get more and could get written into more storylines because if there's a necessity, if, if all I have is 15 wrestlers, right, on, on Wednesday nights, yeah. well, now I have to write storylines for all 15. I, I, I can't bring uh, Danielson in. He's on Saturday. I can't bring FTR in. They're on Saturday. You know, like, so I have to write for these guys. And I think it would make it to where they are, they force necessity of writing storylines for characters that are kind of just there having good matches. But now you have to write a storyline for them too. Okay. I, you know what? When you're right, you're right. Because I just think that's because the thing WWE this year under Triple H has done so brilliantly is creating stars and making their current stars bigger by having something for all of them to do. WWE didn't like if you think about WWE this year, because the uh, bloodline storyline was at its peak at the beginning of the year. Right. But after mania, it fainted. Um, Faded fast. And like to me, it died at SummerSlam. Well, I feel like a lot of uh, it died, a lot, or I feel like it faded fast uh, because of the fact that uh, everyone was like, "Oh, re- really? That's what we're gonna do for uh, like Cody versus Roman?" Like everyone thought, "Like, oh, here's where we finally get the bloodline yeah. on." Yeah, no, I agree. But like, if you think about it, like, and I think WWE this year once again has been amazing. But what storyline have they done since the bloodline this year that like you're like, ooh, that one, right? Like you had the judgment day, felt like blood they light. You had uh Cody doing his John Cena penance year of I have to beat Lesnar three times, then I have to go through the bloodline, then I have to go through this. You had Seth uh having his I'm gonna be the workhorse champ storyline. Uh you had they had a they had a Shinsuke Nakamura thing there for a hot well, second. Well, Shinsuke's still doing – he's feuding with Cody right now. Um, but, yeah, Shinsuke was doing stuff with Seth that was pretty awesome. I mean, like, all of these were good storylines, but all of these were just basic um, wrestling storylines. And I don't mean that to diminish any of them, but I just mean, like, it wasn't that, like, white storyline, right? So WWE yeah. didn't have, like, a white hot storyline like they did at the beginning year to carry them. But what they had – was a storyline for everyone. So even if it wasn't white hot, it's like Cody Rhodes, what's he doing? Oh man, he's trying to beat Lesnar. Lesnar's just beating him down left and right and he just won't stop coming. Uh, okay, well, 
Shinsuke, what's he doing? Oh, man, he's doing these creepy videos uh, calling out Seth and saying he's going to, like, break Seth's back. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, I, I will give you that. Like, there hasn't been a lot in the title chase scene. Like, we've had some very long-term champions. We talked about that in the town hall last yep. week. But you are right. If there's one thing that they did is it kept everyone in without feeling like it uh, was just, like, busy work. Yes, exactly. Like, everyone was there, and it felt like they were there with a purpose, not just there because, well, you exist. Yes, and that's one thing that I think AEW can take from WWE. I think WWE's taken a lot under Triple H. I think they've taken a lot from AEW. I know a bunch of people will be like, oh, burr, burr, burr. they have. I can go into it in more detail, but uh, no need. But uh, WWE has taken a lot of stuff from AEW. And I think that's one thing AEW can take from WWE is some of these guys that you have come out here and you're making them do amazing matches is awesome. But we need just a little story. I'm not even saying from every single person, because as we uh, pointed out, they have a very big bloated roster. But they like they need a little bit more storylines with some of their other guys. Yeah, I just think it would help them out so much more if uh, Penta actually had like a storyline storyline with somebody, you know? I could see that. I could see that. I, the one, the one thing that I will say that, like, we're we're singing these praises of what WWE's done. Uh, I do feel though, like, some stuff has been uh, set to the wayside, like that we thought was going to be a thing. For example, whether and I don't know, maybe you've heard an update. Uh, everyone was super hyped that Jade Cargill showed up, and we're. St- Oh, I'm glad. Thank you for bringing that up, Ace. I I was going to bring this up the last week during the town hall when we were talking about women. uh, Yeah. But we got into a bunch of other stuff. Okay. Jade Carheel, I believe, will eventually be a big deal in WWE. But there's a reason she hasn't shown up yet. She needs more training. Everyone, like, she has the look. And when she first, uh, her first time on AEW television, she was garbage on the mic. She was garbage. Um, but she got so good on the mic, she she has that look that everyone's like, man, she's a star because she looks like a star. That Everyone's kind of forgot that none of her matches were that great. Well, I mean, even we, and me especially, even not a huge WWE or AEW person was like, I kind of hate Jade Cargill because, like, she's John Cena-ing the the new women's yes. title. Yes, 100% she did. And I understand why AEW, like, gave her that big undefeated streak. It's because in wrestling, if, if you have any glaring faults, what do you do? You shine. You can cover it up with straight-up numbers. Yep. So what did they do? They gave her the awesome intro. The big show yep, sucked. Yep. But man, he was big. Right? So they gave her uh, this awesome, shiny like uh, outfits and let her cosplay every once in a while. They gave her these amazing entrances. They gave her a huge undefeated streak. They showed her hanging out with the rappers and everything else because everything else they were showing you kept reinferring to you, oh, she's a big star. She's a big star. You need to pay attention to her. Someone she keeps winning. She's a exactly. big star. Exactly. But 
her matches were kind of sloppy. She had some good ones too, but she also had some sloppy stuff. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that they are having her in the performance center training and she probably will not show up till mania season because they are trying to do the best foot forward. So they are going to train her and train her and get her down to every cross, every eye, dot every T and do everything backwards. Well, like they, I just said, because she got hired on because she was a big deal. And so they want to make sure that like, if we're going to put her in front of our audience that we've already built up, and with all these wrestling fans that accept her as a big deal, she needs to actually be a big deal. Yes, exactly, exactly. And if and so, I, if we just I truly believe that WrestleMania that, like, 40, um, I think it was supposed to be her and Charlotte. Uh, that may have changed with Charlotte's last match and her ankle injury. We'll see how, how serious that is. Um, but I truly believe that they are training her so that she at WrestleMania 40 will look like Ronda Rousey did in the mixed tag match against Triple H and Stephanie. Because we walked out of that mixed tag match going, oh, holy crap, Ronda Rousey's a megastar, right? Um, well, it helped that they pinned her with The Rock, who everyone loves. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, like, she looked super good oh, um, sure. in that match. Uh, yeah, so I just, I think that Ronda, that, I'm sorry, not Ronda Rousey, that uh, Jade Carhill will look amazing in her debut and her debut will be in a big time match and from then on she, you know she'll go on and she, i think she'll be a big star but i think people need to once again remember there is a reason why she is having to go to the performance center and that she's not already on raw or smackdown she still needed training she was, well because she it, it basically shows and honestly like as weird as it sounds, because when you say it out of your mouth, it sounds backwards. But Jade Cargill not showing up on WWE after being acquired and being shown off is more indicative of the failure of AEW than it is of WWE. WWE not using her is them saying... Hey, we know she's a megastar. We know she's a hot talent. We grabbed her up and then we looked at her and go, Oh baby, what did they do with you? Over well, there? see, I think it's, it's indicative of both companies in negative ways. Um, so WWE has a performance center, right? So like they have a system in place to train you, right? AEW does not. AEW is a young company. Uh, they do not have, uh, the, the, uh, they had the, the nightmare. They thrive on the end. Well, they, they, they have to, they have to, um, because the, uh, AW had the nightmare factory, which was Cody's little setup with QT Marshall. But like, even that wasn't a performance center. It was just a wrestling school. That's it. So AW, like, right. yeah, they was able to go to a wrestling school and get taught by high, high profile uh, teachers in QT and Cody. But at the end of the day, it's like, it was just a wrestling school. It was not a performance center with multiple high level coaches, like nickel and diming everything you do to get, you, you know, your footwork. Perfect. Your, your grapple. Perfect. Your bumping. Perfect. Your selling part, you know, all that stuff. So I don't, wouldn't necessarily say it's a failure of AEW, but I think it does show that if you, if you're someone that's been doing this, picking WWE or AEW, that's a real decision. 
if you're somebody new well, to this, it WWE is going to get you trained right because they have the facilities and they have the people there to do it right. But I almost feel like it it does though. Is it's like Jade was supposed to be like this huge deal, you know, the forever TBS champion. She lost the TBS title and then left. And so you're like, oh wow, you know, they did her wrong. You know, she's such a, a mega star. She she's just gonna go there and just dominate. But then when she goes and then she doesn't appear, to me it almost makes it, you know, you have to go, well, why aren't they why aren't they using her? Well, it's because she went over to WWE and they said, We believe you're talented. You're definitely talented. You're not fixing the debut on the main on the main roster already talented. Yeah. We need we need to bring you up to speed. And that's why why I say like it's almost like a negative to AEW because AEW had billed her as like she is the hotness. She is top dog. And WWE was like, eh, we can bring in Trish status to fill time. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean So that's more what I mean is like not that she isn't getting better, because I mean I, I don't personally know, but I imagine they haven't they haven't fired her, so I can't imagine them being like, oh yeah, no, 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 like she's garbage, get her out. Oh, they're of not here. gonna fire her. They have way too much money invested in her. Yeah. So I guess I'm more mean like she she must be doing something right. I, I hope so. Just because I haven't heard like anyone, you know, complaining about them. Or her, I should say. No, no, I don't. I don't think you you will hear anyone complaining about her because, like you said, she is going to be a huge star for them. Well, let me ask you this: Absolutely. on top of all this, we're sitting here talking about, uh, you know, this this year has been a very strong year of uh, pickups on both sides. Yes. Uh, AEW picked up some WWEs. WWE picked up some AEWs. Um, I will say, and maybe this is just an outside looking in because I don't know the ins and outs. And I don't mean this in a negative way. But it does feel like WWE picked up a lot of younger AEW talent. And AEW picked up a lot of older, like, former long-standing uh, WWE talent. Like, you didn't lose anybody from... You, I don't think. Maybe I'm speaking out of my butt. They didn't lose... Like, WWE didn't lose anyone from NXT over to uh, AEW this year, did they? I'm trying to think. Because the only, the, the only person I can think of would be Adam Cole. But that was last year. Yeah. Give me a second. I'm looking. Because... Okay, well, also, though, AEW also picked up people, uh, younger talent, though, from New Japan, like Will Ospreay is not stuck there. Uh, oh, yeah, I just, I, I'm I'm countering the, the stupid tribalism that exists, and so I just think it's it's interesting to me that, like, a majority of the WWE pickups for AEW were older. And well, from WWE, I mean, WWE also picked CM Punk. CM Punk's in his forties. I I don't count. CM Punk has been in like nine promotions so, in six see, months. Here, it feels here's, like here's the thing: is the only 
WWE guy that they picked up this year was Edge. Um, so yes, he is older. But like I said, they picked up Will Ospreay. They picked up Jay White. They picked up Nick Wayne. They picked up Koto Ibushi. They picked up... An argument can be an argument can be made that they also picked up. Uh, although maybe he, he was probably there before Big Cass. Uh, he was. He was not this year. He was into last year. Yeah, he was right at the tail end of last year. But no, so like they are picking up a bunch of younger people, but the younger people that they are picking up is from New Japan, uh, and some of the indies in America. The only two people uh, WWE picked up was Jade Cargill and uh, Brian Pillman Jr., which now is Lexus King, which is the stupidest freaking name in all of wrestling. It's dumb. It's dumb, it. but I I respect him not feeling like the only way I can get by is by my dad's name. I mean, I would like to believe that that's what it is, but I think it's more so like WWE did what they normally do, which is, oh, hey, you're here. We want a name that we can copyright. I guess, but name. I mean... They've got Pillman, like yeah, but still, I just I I feel WWE wanted to change his name. I could be wrong. Listen, I could be wrong. That is just a gut guess on my part. But I just I feel like oh, it's a, definitely we're all guessing because no one could truly know it. To me, if if this is WWE we're talking about, it feels weird for them to not capitalize on lineage like they do with Orton and Flair and Mysterio and like. They're not strangers to using legacy names. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. But also, his legacy, though, is not... His legacy was his dad pulled a gun. Well, I mean, he pulled a gun on TV. He committed suicide. Like, there is a lot of negativity with the name Pillman. So I, I, that's the reason I think that they changed the name, is because they didn't want people Googling Brian Pillman and seeing all the... Brian Pillman, what did he do? Oh, that's right. He tried to st shoot Stone Cold. Right, right. Um, but I do get your point, uh, is that they are... I think uh, this upcoming year is going to be very interesting because there is a lot of people's contracts that are up, as you were just talking Oh, yeah, that's that's the big rumor with Seth. So here's the thing. It's like they're, they're saying that that's... They're like, oh, this. It's like, no, it's a, I don't know why that's coming up now. Google searched at any point. Seth's contracts up this year. Drew McIntyre's contracts up this year. Becky Lynch's contracts up this year. At the end of the year, AJ Styles' contract is up. Um, there's a bunch of people in WWE that their contracts are up this year. Uh, so I know a lot of people are concerned about Seth Rollins because the, the the writing on the wall is they want to give CM Punk the world heavyweight and then Rollins will be Rollins out. is going to stay. I do not think okay I'm I think if Rollins stays Becky stays well, no, no crap and if Rollins leaves Becky may leave. Um but I yeah. just listen Rollins may leave. Maybe maybe I'm not I'm not gonna say nothing is one hundred percent I just think Rollins is not a fan of CM Punk, but I just, if he's doing a match, the first match with Punk coming back, that is telling me that he sees money in this match and he knows it will be a big time thing. And if by the end of this, he doesn't want to work with Punk, I guarantee you he's just going to 
get all the money that Endeavor is going to pay him, and then tell Triple H, send me the SmackDown. And that's what will happen because Endeavor has also put out a, um, well, it wasn't a statement, but it leaked that pretty much they're doing the opposite of what people worried about, which is they're like, hey, we don't want to lose any of the talent that you deemed uh, like high quality. So pay them and not just pay them. If their contracts are up like in June, I'm just going to make up a time. Get them yeah. to sign before it, it, it it's May, and so like they're basically telling WWE don't wait. <laughs> they really don't want. Yeah, they really don't want to wait till yes. the last minute because they see what happens. Yeah, so they're like they're like don't uh, wait till the last minute. Start negotiating early. Start like and like basically give these people higher salaries. To, to, to get them to stay. So that's the main reason I don't think Rollins is going to leave is because Endeavor just bought this company and they don't want huge waves of like, oh, this this multi-time heavyweight champion is leaving going to well, AEW. Yeah, that's headlines they don't want yeah. is the speculation. Yes. So I, I, I just think Seth's going to stay. Seth and Hunter have a really good relationship and I think even if he is actually unhappy with Punk being there, I just don't see Hunter letting Seth go. And I don't see Hunter not being able to be like, hey, I've already signed him. He's here. How can I get you to stay with him here? You know? Yeah, like, look, I get it. He's a problem. How can we alleviate this problem? Exactly. And like I said, I don't even think it's, he's that much of a problem to Seth. Like, I think Seth has said some stuff in interviews before about how he doesn't like him, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't, I think Seth is professional enough to be like, you know, whatever I'll work with him. I'll work around him. You know, we don't have best friends. Yeah, to he has been, Seth has been very like of business. Yes. His entire life. And in all honesty, I do not believe that Becky will leave this company unless she is not signing her contract. Cause she is, finally going to try to be an actress maybe or maybe like wwe just has a really good daycare system <laughs> maybe but yeah i i think she'll i think she will 100 resign like i said unless she wants to leave wrestling to be an actress um but i cannot i can only see becky leaving if seth's because if seth leaves i can see her yeah, being I, like I well you know i like working with my husband it's easy for us just to bring the kid with us to the arena and stuff. So I could see Becky easily uh, jumping ship if Seth does, but I just, I don't see it. If anyone in WWE is jumping ship, I think it's Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Drew's the one where like, I'm not quite sure. Yes. Cause I can see it going either way because there was rumors given. They're just rumors. They could be false that Drew, Drew was not thrilled about them wanting to turn him Hill. And that he was like, you have to make it compelling and you have to make it make sense. And I, I've enjoyed this slow burn to him becoming a heel. But um, the question is, is, is he enjoying it? Is, is this something he wants or is he just doing it? You know, so Drew, Drew's somebody I would say look out for. But Becky and Seth, I, I don't think so. And I've said multiple times on this podcast, I think MJF is already re-signed with AEW. Oh, for sure. I, 
that's one that's it's fun to speculate that he probably moved on, but more I than think if, if you are looking at people whose contracts will be ending this year to jump back to WWE, uh, in my opinion, look at uh, Andrade El Idolo and look at uh, Malachi Black. Now, Malachi would be interesting. I think Malachi will go back. Like, he just seems like somebody, like, there even was a statistic that came out that, like, he hasn't had a singles match in AEW in a year and a half. Oh, no, they keep just having him kind of appear, say some stuff, and then nothing comes now, out. Now, like, well, I mean, he does tag matches, but, like, he hasn't done, and, and trios matches, but he hasn't done singles. Now, he did take time off from, from AEW for a year ago, and it came out because everyone's like, oh, he's going back to WWE. I mean, it came out like, no, he had some, like, mental issues that he had to go take care of before he could come back to work. So, now, like I said, we don't know this. He could basically have told Tony, like, hey, man, my head's not on there good. I'd rather be out there with people. So they may be doing this tag yeah. thing as a favor to him, and he could be as happy as can be at AEW. It just appears to me on the outside that he is a guy that they only are having in tag and trio matches that is a really good singles wrestler that they are not allowing to be a singles wrestler. And I could easily see him not being happy with that. Maybe, maybe. I just, uh, I just see. Oh, and uh, there's the biggest uh, floater right now, uh, Okada. Did you hear about this? No. Um, so Okada's contract in uh, New Japan is up after Wrestle Kingdom. And Okada has basically said he is a free agent and he is open to all offers. And there, of course, and, and there was rumors that whenever he had that tag match in AEW a few months ago on Dynamite, that he wasn't just there to wrestle he was there for business and people were like what does that mean and now it has come out that basically when he was there for that tag mat he was filling out like what AEW was like like what's the backstage what's the business of AEW like blah 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 and so he was you know doing that as his feeler to them he is doing a um match in early February I believe no it's late January um in Vegas for uh TNA because TNA is making him an offer. So he's doing something there. And then apparently Shinsuke is trying to help triple H get in touch with him for potentially coming to WWE. Ooh, that would be wild. So Shinsuke comes in with a tag partner. Uh, yeah. I like, uh, one just Okada and WWE would be to me crazy, but yeah, like if you would like do it like as a tag, as a tag thing, that would be like you said, crazy. Like, here's the thing. In all honesty, Okada owns uh, uh, Nick Jackson, a Wookiee a Wookie life debt. And I think he will go to AEW because of that. But WWE has a lot of money to throw around. And they. Yeah, now that they've got TKO money. Yeah. And, and I mean, listen, TK has some money too, but TKO has, has some money. But here's the thing is. Tony Khan just pay just uh, outbid WWE for Will Ospreay, and with Triple H in world domination mode like he's in now, Triple H ain't gonna want to miss twice. Well, or maybe he thinks like, all right, sure, go spend your your money on Will. Yeah, go right ahead. And then like, 
has an inside man with Shinsuke on Okada. Like, go well, ahead. I, I mean, it could be, but I mean, listen. I, listen. <laughs> Get you, boy. I, I, I love Okada. Okada is amazing. But let's be honest. With a mainstream uh, wrestling audience in America, Will Ospreay is a bigger potential crossover spell. I guess oh, the American audience has always like went like Ugh, with Japanese a- accents. It's for it's it's the strangest thing, and I can't explain why they do. Because like Asuka is, is amazing, thing, sure. and Shinsuke is great, and but I mean, but also also though on the flip side though, Triple H has proven that he knows because this uh, Shinsuke that they're doing now, this is as close to Shinsuke in New Japan as WWE has ever gotten, and it's awesome. And so maybe like with him, like giving Shinsuke this better character and this better presentation, maybe that will bring uh, Okada, like uh, bring his attention. And maybe they do have a way to present Okada to the American audience that will make it more palpable to them. Because Okada is, is, Okada is head and shoulders, one of the best wrestlers going today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, if you want to get technical, there is a chance that Okada shows up in the Rumble. Now that'll be come January. That'll be we'll start making those speculations. Yeah, but I mean that that's that's um, that's that's a possibility. I I still think Okada will be in AEW, but man, uh, there's a chance. There there is a chance. It it, it is anyone's ball game. That that would be uh, definitely the the big surprise. I'll give it. I'll give you that. Uh, so I think that's about the point where we got to wrap up. Gots to go. Um, gots to do. Gots to go. Gots to be. Um, is there uh, any final words? Because uh, I mean, it's not quite final. Uh, like final words or anything like that. But uh, you know, next week we'll have the quickies. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, if you got a message from me for uh, filling out the quickies, uh, fill it out. We need all your answers and responses. Uh, by the way, if you're uh, listening to this and you didn't get a message from Ace, but want one, please contact us on any of our social medias. Uh, we'll give it to you. You too can vote in the quickies. Yeah, Ace of Spades card at gmail.com. Hit me up. I will gladly share you the link. It'll be on our Twitter. It'll be on Facebook as well. So you'll be able to find We the want link. to hear everyone's opinion of what they thought of wrestling this year. We want to know your match of the year. We want to know your record of the year. We got all the categories. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I guess that's uh, that everything. I guess what I was saying is uh, we'll have the quickies and... Uh, and then we'll be off for Christmas. Um, and then that'll be the year. Yeah, and then we'll start 2024. And have horrible things to say about that, I yeah. guess. Mainly mainly just uh, horrible things to say about each other. We'll, we'll talk a lot. Guys, listen, I, can, you, I will make you one promise. In 2024, I will talk more trash about one Ronson Gron. Oh, don't even get me started. Uh, in 2024, there's a bunch of stuff I need to actually like, uh, like do right. Right. A lot of a lot of promises, I guess, is what I would oh, say. Oh Lord! Well, don't make them to anybody on air. Well, I'll say we'll have to actually do them. 
that that was the entirety of 2023 is <laughs> i did exactly that <laughs> can't tell you the number of like we're uh gonna start streaming yeah okay uh so yeah uh that's the show uh thank you all so much for listening make sure to follow us on all our socials hit us up on our socials check our socials we'll be talking about uh the stuff coming up soon so you know we, we definitely want to hear from you um uh, if we don't see you uh we will see you in the new year and uh i guess the last thing i would say is uh wrestling observer i know you've got your stupid end of the year list brewing and i want you to know if you sacks of garbage put out what i'm almost certain you will about this nonsense that you like putting out of like these these awards that are just clearly designed to be like hurtful or specifically you know targeted uh Go ahead and do me a favor and don't. In 2024, I because promise to have more broken promises. This is the year that you quit making stuff up just to crap on a promotion. Because I'm going to be really, really honest with you. The promotion that you're probably going to try and crap on is doing the crapping. Chill. Enjoy the year. Say nice things about wrestlers. This is not a threat, but this is a do better. And that's all. I don't have any cool music to end. So this is the part where you just imagine that there's cool music playing. And Jacob is saying something in the background. And then Ace is like lightly agreeing with him. And then we do the thing where there's like a long pause. In 2024, I promise to have more broken promises. Jim Cornette is the reason that Ric Flair's back in wrestling. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at QuickPopCast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the host of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today. <laughs>